irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast over the last, I think, three and a half years, unbelievably so. Today is episode number 100, bright, cutting edge, women and men who are just contributing to our world and really living up and, and demonstrating the theme of my show, which is changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. And I appreciate you so much as my listener for tuning in, for subscribing to this show, listening, sharing it with others. I'm going to ask for you to please go to iTunes, Google Play, the various platforms where you can find podcasts and rate my show. I would love five stars from you and to give me a review. It's my goal to be in the top 50 podcasts and I can only do that with your help. So I'm going to ask for that help right now with so much appreciation and gratitude. If you would like to work with me, I am an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm licensed as a clinical social worker. I have offices in both Los Angeles and New Orleans. I work with clients worldwide via Skype, via FaceTime and phone. So go to my website, NOLA Therapy the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy.com. You can reach out to me there. Lisa at NOLA Therapy is my email. And I would welcome your questions. I offer a complimentary phone session to decide if we're a good fit to work together. Um, what else? Additionally, there's a link to join my email list. I do have a book coming out in 2020. It is centered upon the topic of healing our core wounds as articulated by the astrological placement of Chiron in your birth chart, the wounded healer, planet, and archetype. And I identify 12 areas of core wounding and healing from those wounds through taking personal responsibility, psychological and spiritual principles, meditations, affirmations that you can apply to yourself specifically. And I have launched a coaching package to work with me for a month-long intensive centered around healing those wounds. And you can find that all at NOLA therapy.com. I invite you to follow me on social media and engage there. It's also NOLA therapy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I have a YouTube channel where you can also find all of these podcasts. Let's transition to my guest. In just moments, we are going to be with one of the two authors of this book, which is titled Relationship. Are you sure you want one? And with us today is Simone Molasses. She co-authored this book with Brendan Watt. And Simone is an international speaker and worldwide facilitator of Access Consciousness. She has also authored two other books, The Joy of Business and Getting Out of Debt Joyfully. I think those are two really important topics for myself and mostly everyone I know that it's just so... Um, 
up in our consciousness, I think, to know how to expand, how to be more abundant and to have joy in that process. So Simone wrote this book with her partner, Brendan Watt. He is an international speaker and CFO of Access Consciousness in Australia. And he wants to empower others to know that we can create our lives through a place of positivity. They were both in relationship romantically with each other for eight years, and they chose to transition their relationship. I just learned while they launched this book in February of 2019, they are still friends and co-creators. And we're going to talk about that, how to even stay in a business and friendship type relationship, putting things out in the world, though you are shifting the relationship from, from one of romance. It's really different and unique to me. So Simone is joining us today from Australia, where it is 6 a.m. And Simone, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. <laughs> I like that you introduced it at 6 a.m. just in case I'm not quite awake. (laughs) For real. Wow. I really appreciate that. And I wonder in the introduction, did did I convey everything accurately? Just the situation with you and Brendan is so unique. I think there's a lot here to talk about. Yeah, there is a lot to talk about. And it is unique. And Brendan and I, you know, we would talk about anything. And what, yes, we did. As I don't know, as you know, it's like when you uh, write a book, it's like, it, you know, you think it's going to get out instantaneously, but there's a lot of paperwork, et cetera, that occurs. So in that time that we were launching the book, yes, we broke up the relationship. Well, Brennan actually broke up the relationship and then, you know, we started looking at everything. So it was, it was really interesting because we actually launched it in America Mm-hmm. And we were on TV in America, et cetera. So a lot of uh, the media were were having a field day with the fact that we had this book and then we were breaking up the relationship. But you know what? It's, it's, it's all part of it. Like we created the relationship with using the access consciousness tools and then we started to uncreate the relationship the same way. So, and life goes on, you know, things happen. You've got to get through it. You know, why don't we, is it okay to start with letting our audience know what access consciousness is, what these principles are that are available to utilize? Sure. So, uh, I mean, I guess the quick and easy way is access consciousness is, you know, tools and processes to uh, basically empower you to know that you know. Because the one thing that I've, you know, I found for many years, I would go to these uh, festivals you know, mind, body, and spirit. And I would walk around trying to look for the answer. And then when I actually, I actually came across access consciousness, it was the first thing that where they actually said to me, don't trust us, trust you. What do you know? And that's the thing. We know so much. And so it's basically about empowering you to know that you know, and also realize that the areas that you think you have a problem, maybe you don't actually have a problem. Maybe you're inventing it and maybe there's something else available and creating more awareness and more consciousness on the planet. I I love that definition because I think especially today, there's so many advertisements for healing practitioners and methodologies and systems that, that talk about having the answer for us. And I as well believe the answers are within us. It's about 
accessing yep. that and and bringing it to light and I've absolutely gaining tools from from other people that have implemented things that have worked but yet we do have a deep inner knowing connected to everyone and everything that we can learn to tap into and and that direct our lives inwardly and the outside kind of validates that I think yeah, absolutely. And uh, as soon as you told me that I can say anything on the radio show, yeah. <laughs> um, the, one, this is this simply put, like the, one of the first classes I ever went to with Access Consciousness was with Gary Douglas, the founder. And it was four days long and we got this manual and I sat there for four days. And after four days, I went, I don't remember a word that this guy said, but I felt completely <laughs> different. But I do remember writing one thing down because he said, you are not as fucked up as you think you are. And I was like, oh, and I wrote that down on my manual and I went home and was like, okay, I'm going to work with that. I'm not as fucked up as I think I am because so many people think that they are in different areas, whether it's money, bodies, relationships, family, like, you know, pick one or pick two or three. And it's like, what if there wasn't a problem? So I, yeah, I, I am so grateful for access. I've been involved in access for about 18, 19 years, been the worldwide coordinator for about 17 years and it's changed my life uh, dramatically because you are far greater than what you think you are. And mm. if you start acknowledging that, then things can change. I, I love that you're saying that. I'm not as fucked up as I think I am because there's so many memes out there and and things that almost play upon that in, in a funny way, but I think that still reinforces the negative message about us and and it's Gary I interviewed Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here and Dr. Lisa on my show to all speaking about access consciousness so I was really delighted to see that you're a worldwide facilitator and you wrote this book based out of that that belief based on potential and possibility as opposed to limit and lack because yeah. that's just a great place to start from yeah it is yeah it's like what if you actually what if what if you started to look at that there was no problem and that you didn't have to fix you and you and what if it was more about what can you change and what can you choose? Because I see so many people, you know, they'll choose something and it's, it's a little bit better than someone else in their family or it's a little bit better than most people they know around them. So they go, oh, well, that's as far as I can go. No, what if every single day you could ask for more and you could receive more? There's so much more available to show up. And that's what I keep asking for. And my life is so that. different. <laughs> I believe you. And so this book, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One, is a different way of looking at relationships. And one of the things you, you say on the website that you and Brendan say is it's about empowering the other person to be greater, even if it means they might leave. Can, can you talk to us about this? Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that, uh, I mean, I guess I grew up with that from a really early age as well. I mean, way before access consciousness. I, To me, Lisa, when I was at school and people were talking about, you know, uh, getting married and having kids, I was always like, how can you do that? How can you look at somebody and say, I want to be with you in 50 years' time? To me mm. personally, it didn't make sense. So I always, you know, made this joke about what if relationship was more, you know, you're in a relationship and after a few years you sat down with a you know a cup of coffee or a glass of champagne and said okay how's it going for you you know and you asked some questions and said all right do you want to go another few years or 
do you want to like, you know, call it quits or what do you want to do here? Because to me, it's like you change so much. I mean, I'm turning 50 this year and it's like my life changes all the time. Yeah. So expecting somebody else to be able to, you know, play that role all the time with me. And I get it like relationship, you can have a great relationship and yet people do it from necessity, not from this choice of having someone in, in your life, you know, each day. So one of the things that Brendan and I always said to each other was that, you know, if, if something greater or different showed up and whether that's another person, mm. you know, that shows up in the other person's life or whatever that is, or, you know, at one stage, cause we, you know, have a house in Australia, etc. At one stage I said to Brendan, I think I want to go live in Europe for a little while. And I wasn't saying I want to break up, but he was like, okay, so what would that be like? And I went, I'm not sure. I said, but I'd love to go live there for six months. You know, you could come over or because he has a son as well. Like I have a stepson and okay. he was like, okay. And we looked at it and then he goes, he goes, will you still contribute to the mortgage? And I was like, absolutely. But I didn't end up doing it. But the fact that we could have a conversation and allowed me the choice to choose it was there was so much freedom in that. And I think so many people in relationship don't give the other person freedom. You've got to be able to give the other person freedom. And the interesting thing is when you give the other person freedom, you'll, they'll end up desiring to stay around you a lot more because it doesn't feel like there's this, you know, there's this clause in here saying you must be with me. What if relationship right. was a choice every single day? And you talk about that, questions you can ask yourself each day about the relationship to to create what yeah. you desire. Yeah, and also, um, I mean, literally asking, okay, so is this relationship working for me? It's like, you know, is this person a contribution? Like at one stage, uh, Brennan was doing, he was a tradesman, um, a tiler is what we would call it in Australia, and he hated it, like hated it. So... I said to him, hey, why don't you stop doing this and give yourself some space and figure out what it is that you do want to do? You know, I was making enough money that he didn't have to work at that moment. So I said, mm -hmm. what if you do that? So it ended up being like 18 months that I was fully supporting him, you know, his son, our dog, like everything. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, trips overseas, all of that. And a lot of people had a judgment about that. Wow. And that's one thing I would really like to get clear is that just because other people judge you or project it, you, you don't have to buy that as real because it's not. And a lot of people judged us and went, you know, Simone, you know, because he was 11 years younger than me as well. So they had a toy boy. So it's <laughs> like, you know, he's the, he's the toy boy. Simone's doing this. And the only reason he's with her is money. And there was all these projections wow. because people just, they always try and define something. But we knew what we were creating and we knew what we were doing. And every single day I'd wake up and be like, okay, is this a contribution? Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, I mean, our evenings quite often, I'd be, you know, at the kitchen bench with a computer and a glass of wine and Brennan would be cooking the most amazing meal. He was like mm -hmm. in the top uh, 100 MasterChef in Australia for a while. So he's amazing. really brilliant at cooking. Yeah. So that was a contribution. Everything he did around the house, whatever. It's so it's like, it's not linear. Like relationship isn't this place where you go, this equals this, you know, this plus this equals this. It's like, you've got to look at what each person is contributing to it daily and allow that to change. And please, please, please do not allow anyone else's point of view to create what you choose. I think that's a really beautiful point because others do look in our lives and make 
comments, judgments, give opinions that may be invited or not. And what you were able to do, it sounds so beautiful to be able to support your partner to explore some different things. And I think that's awesome. Like I would do that yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that's I awesome. Did too. Yeah. And he's so happy now. Like he's, you know, he's traveling around the world facilitating classes as well and gave him that space. And he did, you know, a few different things in between, but he, it was so, um, I'm not sure what it's like in America, but in Australia, it's like he left school at 16 and learned a trade. And most of the men in Australia, if you leave school early and learn a trade, that's it. That's what you get to do. Like that's the point of view. So it's like, no, there's, there's always another possibility available, but you've got to start asking questions and start making different choices. So that's what that space allowed him to do. You know, and something you both have talked about in your work as well about to people who are single and, and I'm single right now. And it really hit me not quite as a ton of bricks. Cause I had started to have like awareness of this, that if you, you make a statement similar to if you're single, you must want to be because we're we're manifesting at the level of, of our thoughts and what we really want. And when I started, I used to really reject that thought a number of years ago. Like, well, hell no. Like, I want to be in a relationship. And as I'm more and more comfortable with myself and happier with me, I've realized that being single has allowed me to just create some amazing things that have been super important for me to accomplish that maybe I could have done it in the context of a relationship, but with where, who I am, who I was being single was just kind of that vehicle to, to make these things happen. So can you talk to, to single people and about creating a relationship and manifesting that? Yeah. Um, what I would, and, and this is, you've got to be really brutally honest with yourself. It's like, what is it you desire to create? Cause the amount of people I see say that they would like a relationship yet if you indulge in it and indulging is a great tool. It's like, if you indulge in now that you live with someone, you know, you're sleeping in the same bed with them, sharing the bathroom. It's like, you know, seeing them every single day. And it's like, is that actually going to work for you? So if whatever you are creating in your life now is what you're asking for. I mean, if you're, if, I mean, at, at one stage, Brendan used to wake up and he'd be like sad and depressed every day. And I would wake up and, you know, be happy and create. And he was like, God, he goes, will you stop being so happy? <laughs> I was mm. like, no. Mm. And he goes, he goes, do you know how hard it is to be sad and depressed um, living with someone who's happy? And I was like, well, and we started laughing about it and it took him a few <laughs> days and then he got over it. But the thing is, if you're choosing sad and depressed, that's your choice. If you're choosing happy, that's your choice. If you're choosing relationship, that should be your choice. If you're choosing single, that's your choice too. And I've been looking at this as well, Lisa, because I, I mean, Brendan and I have been broken up for um, it's about a year uh, or something okay. now, or just under a year. And I started looking at it too. Uh, do I desire another relationship? And indulged in the energy of that. And I was like, oh God, no, you should see my house. It's like a friend of mine said to me, it's quite extravagant. You just living here on your own, isn't it? And I went, yes, it is. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> because yes. it was where Brendan and myself and, and my stepchild lived. But the one thing I did look at was, okay, so what is it? that I like about relationship. And I really like, um, I really like men and I like uh, engaging with men. I, I find them very easy to be around. And so I have quite a few men in my life who 
I mean, I, I, I joke around saying I think I have about six or seven husbands because, but they all <laughs> give me something different. You know, it's like, it's, I mean, I just recently was in Rome in Italy and one of my friends there, Chris, we went shopping and we discovered that we were great shopping partners and it was like, okay, this is awesome. And, you know, by two o'clock in the afternoon, we're like, all right, we need champagne. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but it was great to spend that time with him. And then the other thing I looked at too was, it's like, I like sex. So what I've been asking for is, okay, so what would it take? Because I travel a lot. It's like, what would it take if I created some lovers around the world? So mm. you've got to get really clear on what it is that you would like. Do you actually desire to live with someone? Like living with someone is a really different energy. It's like, do you just, do you like having sex? It's like, do you like hanging out with men? It's like, like, what is it that you desire and ask for that to show up? But this is where you've got to be really honest. Because people just lump it into, oh, I'd like a relationship. Do you? Like, do you, that's the title of the book, relationship. Are you sure you want one? Or is there something different that you can create that nobody else has yet created? Mm. That's what I'm looking at. I like that. Simone. And for myself, I, I love women. And so for me, I, I know I've associated in the past a relationship with restriction. And since that's become mm -hmm. obvious to me in my consciousness that I know the the partner I desire would be one where I live in two cities, New Orleans and Los Angeles. And I love it. And I feel like I could even potentially add a third city and um, the freedom to, to travel and be in two homes and places that I love mm -hmm. and to co-create together. Like I love, I have a U.S. patent. I've started a nonprofit. Um, I wrote this book. I do my show. Like who knows? And I, I want to create with someone too. I want her and I to have our individual work and then something we do together because for me that's such a turn on like the brain like I love beauty I also love intelligence and creation mm -hmm, and too. so <laughs> yeah like I really value doing that with her as well and that it's not a restriction that our relationship is very expansive and if she travels and teaches then go you know and like I'd love to do a book tour together and like support each other and at the same time have autonomy. So I've really been putting that out there to shift my mindset that a relationship is limiting, is confining. I didn't really know I even carried that around, Simone, until the last year, that that's some old baggage to just release and let go of. Like, no, that's that Absolutely. doesn't have to be true. Yeah. And most people think, I mean, they, they've defined relationship as you have to live together and you have to be together, you know, go to bed every night together. I mean, you know what that's like. It's like, it's so much fun when you see someone, you haven't seen them for a week or two and you're like, yes, it's like, it's awesome. It's like, there's this so much fun and happiness and joy when you see someone and when you see someone every day, like there's hardly anyone I like to see every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <For myself. laughs> it's you know? true. So, yes. yeah. So what if it didn't have to be the way this reality has projected at us and defined relationship as, and what if, relationship done different, which is some of the classes that Brendan and I do around the world, relationship done different is where you get to choose exactly what it is that you like. I mean, I've got, I know a few people who have relationships with somebody who's in a different city and it works. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You do have to so, be able to trust and you have to be vulnerable enough to know that you trust yourself and you trust them for whatever it is that you choose to do. Yes. Yes. Nothing worse than a paranoid lover that's in a different city. <laughs> right. That, that would be, ah, uh, that, 
would just be so challenging and difficult. Yeah. And it, and to me, relationships shouldn't be challenging and difficult. To me, relationships should be about two people coming together that you create at least 20 times more together than what you would alone in whatever I capacity like that. that is that you choose. Yeah. How do you measure that? I noticed that in, in you and Brendan's work. How do you measure the 20 times more? <clears throat> okay. So um, for us, I mean, I would say we created so much wealth together. That was, I mean, a lot of joy, but we definitely created wealth. There was things like, um, I am, I'm really great at what I do. I'm good at making money. I'm good at, you know, all of that. But there's things like, he's amazing at creating a home. Like we've got, we've got three real estate properties together. And the way he sees things and the renovations that we've done and what we've brought together... Um, he used to manage our stock portfolio. So it, there was different things like that that contributed to each other that is this constant state of contribution to each other that allows this growth. I mean, I guess if you look at it like a plant or something, it's like instead mm -hmm. of one person taking care of it, there's these two people who have a different energy that contribute to it so that it flourishes even more. So that was a very obvious thing that we created. And also, Lisa, when we broke up the relationship, that was one thing that we, we looked at and we went, okay, we actually don't want to tear apart what we've created. What if we could continue to create that and expand that? And we are. So, you know, it's, that's completely different as well. That's great. That's, yeah, absolutely. You know, and even I'm thinking as you're talking, for both of you to say the next relationship or the next partner, I imagine they would have to be comfortable with the close friendship and co-creation that exists between you and Brendan, that they'll have to have uh, you know, confidence in themselves to, to not feel threatened by that yeah. or jealous. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one of the things that we did do, and I highly recommend this, if you actually break up a relationship, um, and Gary Douglas was our he helped us a lot, the founder of Access, and he said, okay, I want you guys to write down three things that you that you need from each other or that you want. And so we wrote down three things and I immediately thought it's going to be who gets the house, who gets this, who gets that, you know. And then when I started asking myself questions and, and wrote down some stuff, on, it was interesting because on the top of our list, both of us wrote friendship. We still mm -hmm. desired to create our friendship and it is really important to us and you know, we had a chat the other day about it and I said, you've, I mean, because he's been entering into a, another relationship at the moment and I said, you've got to get that our relationship will change. And he said, I don't want our relationship to change. And I said, yeah, but you've got to get that it will. It's like, that's what occurs. Our relationship should change every day, even mm -hmm. if it's our friendship. And that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for whatever is going to create something greater. Let's, let's have that and let's embrace that. Like, let's not even define our friendship. And if the person that you're choosing to be in a relationship with requires something different, we need to be able to look at that. So it's, you know, it's a constant state of question and a constant state of creation. Yes. You know, I, I have some questions for you, Simone, but I'm thinking this could be a good time to go to our commercial break so then we can just continue the conversation uninterrupted, if that's okay with you. Sure. Absolutely. Great. I'll bring you back on in just a few minutes. Okay. So to those of you listening, one of my sponsors is BetterHelp. They are an online HIPAA-compliant counseling 
platform for you. I used to work with them a couple of years ago and at your disposal and available are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in in everything from depression, anxiety, and stress to LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and trauma. And as my listener, they are offering you a 10% discount on your first month with them. You check that out by going to betterhelp.com forward slash A-T-T for all things therapy, all capital letters. And if you're not happy with the counselor that you are paired up with, you can request a new counselor at any time for no additional charge. There are over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across every state. At This is available worldwide. And you can begin communicating with someone in under 24 hours. And the platform is available on desktop, mobile, web, Android, and all iOS apps. Again, to check that out, go to betterhelp.com forward slash capital A, capital T, capital T for a 10% discount on your first month. And they do offer financial aid available to those who qualify. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with lisa ty here as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors healing experts and spiritual directors join the league of heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy let's make the world free of suicide poverty depression and in all make the world a better place for everyone so i imagine you've probably noticed all of the cool apps that are available out there there is a a company that has this app I did not know about. I think it's really unique. And as my sponsor, they are also offering you uh, a deal to try them out. The number one app for prayer and for sleep is pray.com, P-R-A-Y. And they talk about how 48% of Americans say that they pray every day and that prayer can help you reduce stress, anxiety, and depression daily prayer and that connection with spirit with something greater improves cognitive function lower lowers blood pressure and helps with better decision making so with pray.com you'll discover they have daily and nightly prayer routines they have inspirational stories and information to strengthen your faith and lift your spirit If you go to their app, it is pray.com. You can download their app and they are offering you 60% off their premium subscription as my listener. And that code is pray.com forward slash therapy, all caps, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. 
pray.com forward slash therapy in all caps and check that out if prayer is a part of your life or if you're curious to formalize it in a way that might be easier than just trying to find the time in between different responsibilities. With that, we're going to come back to the show. I am with Simone Molasses. She is a co-author of the book we are discussing today, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? She's also an international speaker and worldwide facilitator of access consciousness and the author of two books, The Joy of Business and Getting Out of Debt Joyfully. Hey, Simone. Hey, Lisa. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, because you and your co-author, Brendan, talk about the biggest relationships people make in a relationship, and I feel like that's something important to share with our listeners. The, the biggest, what did you say, mistakes? The biggest mistakes that people make in yeah. a relationship. Yeah, well, okay, so I'm going to say probably the biggest mistake I see people um, make in a relationship is they try and define their relationship based on other people's relationship and even more horrifying based on Hollywood movies. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that doesn't exist. You know, it's like the amount of people who, you know, especially I see a lot of women have this list of what a relationship should look like. I mean, the big joke is, um, Brendan and I spoke about, you know, if I was looking for, you know, if I wrote a list and went, okay, this is what I want in my life, like in a man, it's like, um, or in, in any partner, it's like he was 11 years younger than me. Uh, he was in a huge amount of debt. He had a five-year-old kid. And I didn't, I had no <laughs> desire to have kids. Like he snored, he smoked cigarettes, which I didn't, you know, didn't particularly like. All these different things. But the one thing he did have, he was the first person that I invited in my life, especially as a lover, that didn't judge me or my body and had a level of kindness and caring that I had not yet been willing to receive so and nobody asks for that nobody says i'd like somebody to show up my life who's kind caring and nurturing people go oh i'd like them to have this level of education to have money to be taller than me or to be you know whatever they have the this list and it's that's not what it's about it should be about somebody who can contribute to you in in a different way that has no judgment and that's a really different space to function from. If you're with someone who has no judgment of you and no judgment of your body, like that was one thing I was really, really good at, inviting men into my life who judged me and my body. They had the same judgments I had, so I'd be like, oh, this is perfect. They judge me as much as I judge me. <laughs> mm. So then you, you couldn't create anything more. And it happens all the time, I say that. If you think you're, you know, you've got something that's wrong with you and then you meet someone who who thinks the same thing and then you think this is perfect. But it's like, no, what if actually someone saw you for you? And there's a level of vulnerability that you have to be with that to receive that as well. So what if you stop creating a relationship based on Hollywood movies or based on everyone else around you and started asking for what it is that you would like to create as and with a relationship? You know, Simone, that's that's causing me to think about it in the book where you both talk about the five elements of intimacy. I hear you talking about allowance, like allowing each other. Can you speak to us about those qualities that you've discovered to be important? Sure. So I actually started, um, so how I started to use the five elements of intimacy, which they are um, gratitude, allowance, honor, trust, and vulnerability. 
And because I had this point of view that I would never do relationship because I couldn't see a good one around me. So, mm. I, but that's, that's creating it as a definition based on what you see around you. But I was really adamant. I don't do relationship, you know. And then one day Gary Douglas asked me a few questions about it. And I realized that I was creating what I would call like a no choice universe. It's like I wasn't allowing myself to choose my, I'd already made a decision. So when I let go of that, and then I realized too that I had to be willing to have these five elements of intimacy with myself. I literally used to have like a post-it note on my mirror in my bathroom. And at the end of each day, I would, um, I would ask, you know, where haven't I been willing to be vulnerable with myself, trusting of myself, in allowance of myself, um, grateful for myself. And um, God, I just forgot the other one. Anyway. There's five. I mentioned them before. And and asked if I could be that with myself first. Yeah. And then because if you can be those five elements of intimacy with yourself, then you can have that with somebody else. And you have to be in allowance. I mean, even something so small as, you know, say in a relationship um, with a man, I see so many women go, oh, he's got to put the toilet seat down. Why? Ah. Uh. You don't put the toilet seat up, you know, what if you're an allowance yes. for whatever he does and whatever he chooses? Like, you know, just because you get a partner, it doesn't mean you have to train him. It's like, you know, what if you're an allowance of who he is the day you met him and allowed him to grow as he chooses to grow, not as what you've determined he should? And I see that occur a lot, unfortunately, way too much. <laughs> well, and then so and being that's, allowance. Mm. Yes. It's an allowance with, with the other person as well. So it's going in both directions. Absolutely. So to me, that, yeah. that feels very positive as opposed to just having yeah. to tolerate the seat being up all the time. That if he was thinking from that perspective, he might consciously as well put it back down again, for example, thinking of you. Yeah. I mean, what I do, this is, this is my golden rule. If I go into someone's bathroom, however the toilet is, that's how I leave it. Yeah, that's what I do too. So the toilet yeah. seat is up, I go to the toilet and then I put it back up. So never told anyone that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Mm. But there's definitely something yeah. here. Uh, cultivating joy with or without a relationship, that being really important to the relationship with yourself. And that's something you and Brendan talk a lot about as well. Yeah, and I think what I, what I would ask your listeners too is to, whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, even if you start to ask your the question to yourself, what do you need a relationship for? Because the thing is, if you've decided you need a relationship for something, like for someone to look after you, for someone to, you know, it's like have a look at what you've defined it as because if you've got this definition of what you need a relationship for, then it becomes this place of a necessity. And if you don't have it, you feel like you are missing something and you should never have that with yourself. Like what mm. if you were never missing something? Like I never really needed a relationship. Um, my whole life I was always so creative and, you know, traveled the world and did all, and had, you know, many different friends. It's like never sort of seeking uh, you know, never feeling alone or anything like that. Very, very comfortable with my own com with my own company. So I was actually quite surprised when I did enter into a relationship with Brendan and for eight years and, you know, lived with him and we had a great time. We had a really awesome time. So, but it wasn't that we needed a relationship. It was more that we chose it. And I think that's a really important thing to get with relationships is if you're going to do it, do it from choice, not because you've decided that you need it. 
because need I like is, that. is always this place of being less than, yeah. And lack and, and somehow not mm. having enough or being enough versus to me, I've shifted my desire for a relationship to be about really having fun with someone and creating. And I love sex and I want to have sex with one person, not multiple people and really cultivate that kind of deep intimacy with them over time. Yeah. Like I look, I look forward to yeah. that. Yeah. And that's, that's, and your body looks forward to that too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Like, for sure. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you both also talk about why there's no perfect relationship. Well, perfect is a judgment because if you go, right. I mean, even if you look at that and you say, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I've got the most perfect partner or the perfect girlfriend or the perfect boyfriend. Okay, so you've just decided that they're perfect, which means that you will not see when they're being an asshole or, you know, when they're, when they're not being kind, et cetera, because you've decided they're perfect. So that's where allowance comes into it as well. Because you're, if you're an allowance of the person that you're choosing to be with, then you're, you're willing to see everything but not judge it. And consciousness includes everything and doesn't judge anything. So it's like if perfection is a judgment. Also never allows mm-hmm. you to have something different show up. Like when people say, you know, oh, this is the, I just had the best sex ever. It was perfect. And it's like, okay, so you've just, you've just shut off having even greater sex because you've decided Hello. that was the best sex ever. So our new, um, it's some people that I, you know, work with and stuff with our big joke is we say, you know, this was the best, whatever so far. So far. I like that. So far. Yeah. And how does it get better than this? Yes. The best <laughs> so far. I was going to ask you what's a statement that would bring more. Cause there's always more, yeah. I think room for more. So the best Absolutely. so far and, and desiring more. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Now, how does it get any better than that? I love that. Yeah, you know what you're saying makes me also think of gratitude, and and as opposed to judgments and criticisms. Can you speak to us well, to that? Yeah, I can. And um, one of the things that we do talk about too is is not looking at love, but looking at gratitude. Because if you look at love, it's like everyone has a definition of what that is as well. And like, if I said to you that I love you and it's like, then you're like, "Mm, okay, she hasn't even met me in person. What does that mean? (laughs) You start to question it. Whereas if I said, I'm grateful for you, there's this energy that comes with it. That is, I want to say infinite. It's gratitude. If you have gratitude for something or someone, uh, you don't have judgment. Gratitude cannot exist with judgment. Mm. I like and that love, so much. A lot of the times has the judgment with it. You know, I like, I mean, you see it all the time with the, the way people talk to each other. I love you. And it's like, oh, what does that really mean? That means you've got to go take the bin out or you've got to, you know, <clears throat> you're expected to do something. Whereas I'm grateful for you just has this energy of gratitude, this, just this flow of energy to another being that is in your life from your choice. And it has this level of creation to it. I like that so much, Simone. Good. Me too. Yeah. It's much easier. That's the thing. Yes. Yes. So I'm wondering, in the last few minutes, I definitely want listeners to know how they can learn more about your work, your other books, and Brendan's. Can you share with us the websites and social media connections so we can stay in touch with you? 
Yeah, you can go to, for the relationship stuff, you can go to relationship, are you sure you want one.com? Or, and we have some, we do this no sugar coating blogs, these videos. Uh, people writing questions and we don't really give you an answer. We give you some information, but we try and make it as light and funny as we can because it's a sex and relationship is an interesting topic. Um, yeah. And also relationshipsdonedifferent.com. Uh, uh, you can go and check us out there and all of our, you know, our, you know, Instagram links and things like that are there too. But, and, or Simone Melissa's M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com. And of course, Access Consciousness. So, there's many different places, but if you click on one of those, it'll, and you play, it'll lead you in the pathway to all of everything that you're looking for. <laughs> Wonderful. And then I know you offer classes. Anything coming up that you want to share with our listeners that they might want to take advantage of? Yeah, actually, I have a, th- I have a three-part uh, Zoom series coming up, and you can find it on the accessconsciousness.com uh, website, and it's called I Need a Man which is really funny because people have already projected what that is. And my, my team of people that work with me said, what's the description for it? And I said, there is no description. And I'll let you in on a little secret because the big joke is around um, where I live, I've got these two gay guys who live across the road who are my friends and another guy up the road. And I keep calling them and I go, hey, I need a man. And I was like, I need a man with a sister. Can you help me? <laughs> and it becomes okay, this thing. But what I... What I actually want to talk about is receiving from somebody else. So it's not necessarily that I need a man. I'm single at the moment, but what what are you willing to receive from the different people around you? So it's a three-part series soon called I Need a Man, and you can find it on accessconsciousness.com or simonemelissas.com. Thank you for that. And thank you for your time this morning in Australia oh, at thank you so 6.45 much. a.m. now. You're so welcome, Simone. This has been a delight. Thank you so I, much. It's been wonderful please, for me too. Awesome. Please give Brendan my regards. And I uh, will, absolutely. Awesome. And I look forward to meeting you one day. Okay. Me thank too. you. Bye-bye. I would love that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That concludes my show today with Simone Molasses co-author of Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? Her co-author is Brendan Watt. And I just want to thank you for listening today to episode 172. I can't even believe I have done that many and I look forward to doing many more and sending you my love and regards for a really great weekend. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.